This week on Casual Conversations on Adult Situations. First Impressions and the Friend Zone. Guys are gonna be embarrassed by their women and shit. Yeah. Like, you know, when when, it's when they, they get taken to baby showers and shit. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's like we don't wanna be there. Just, we have to wear pink or blue or some shit. No. We're wearing these nice fluffy clothes on right? We're all yeah. It is friend zone equality. Friend zone equality. Like no interest whatsoever. So Equal zonage. And I remember getting off that conversation, and of course, you know, me being the the naive 17-year-old that was completely in love with this person. I agreed. I got off the phone and my dad was like, you suck it. Hey. (laughs) What's up, Val? (laughs) Hey, I have a question for you. Okay, shoot. If someone told you I was arrested without giving any additional explanation, what's the first assumption you would make and why? Um, we're, we're talking again, the first assumption as of why you were arrested. Yes. Okay. Uh, God, that's a hard one. Um, I've known you for so long and God, that is a really, really hard one. Um, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's hard because I I know you as a, a genuinely good person, a person who obeys the law, a person who follows the law. So, um, Ooh, I, okay. So I think I have like a couple of them. Okay. I, I think I have a couple. Shoot. shoot. Number one. Number uh-huh. one. Go for it. Trespassing at a bakery. <laughs> because because you love to make baked goods and you just wanted to sneak like like you had this amazing like you had this like amazing like croissant or some shit <laughs> at a bakery uh-huh. and, and like you just had to bust in there and get the fucking recipe. That just reminds me of this place in downtown Orlando. It's a French bakery. And See, they, you're gonna do it. And they, they make it. <laughs> They make the croissants in house, and they are so good. Okay, so if we see your picture <laughs> on the news next week, you're breaking that into is that a fucking good one. bakery. That is a good one. <laughs> okay, so there's okay, that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay, so then there's um, protesting for Planned Parenthood. I think would be something because I know you're very adamant about um, women having control over their bodies. Not that you're adamant for or against like abortion, but you want women to have control of their bodies. And I don't want to get into a political topic here, but that is one thing. And that's the most serious thing I could see you getting arrested for would be like protesting for Planned Parenthood for, for women's rights. Okay. 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 I can I should say, pro- protesting for women's rights. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll put it like that. Okay. okay? I, can, I see that. Okay. And then the last thing, Oh my gosh, this is going to be a good one. I already feel it deep down inside. Because I, I, I pictured this in my head mm-hmm. after, um, right after you asked me, but it should. But I was like, this can't be the first thing. So you get pulled over for speeding. T- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my gosh! <clears throat> you get pulled. You get pulled over for a speeding ticket. Uh huh. Okay. And, and as the cop comes up to the window, before he gets there, you figure out a way to get. The, the most, the, the the best way your tits can look and show like the the slightest hint of the top nipple part. And as he comes up, you roll the window down. Yes, officer, can I help you? And he looks down and he arrests you for indecent exposure. You know, it's so funny. Because you get pulled over for speeding and you get arrested for indecent exposure. This, this kind of already happened. <laughs> 
Okay. So, so this is a good. Okay, so starting with first impressions, good segue. Let's talk about this cop's first impression of you. Let's hear about this. So I was uh, I was working in Disney uh, downtown Disney, and I lived in far away Poinciana, so like about 30, 45 minute drive. Gotcha. I was working at a coffee shop that was open late, like until like eleven o'clock. And I remember I was wearing like a button down t-shirt because I had to, like we wore like bow ties and stuff with aprons and whatever. And it was like formal dining. Well, it, mean, it was a coffee shop. Okay. So, but you, you wore, you, you dressed up. It was like a yeah. nice, nicely dressed It's a nice, shop. yeah. And, um, I, I guess I ran a red light or something. I don't remember. I think I, I ran a red light. Cop pulled me over. My shirt was unbuttoned, like down to like where my cleavage was at. And then you also have the seatbelt going across to make the impression of the breast Ooh. look larger. Ooh. So so it was making the voluptuousness more, more voluptuous. voluptuous. Yes. So uh, the cop, like I opened the window and the cop's like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I'm like, honestly, I just got off of work. I'm tired. I'm, I'm sorry if something happened. He's like, you ran a red light. And I was like, honestly, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't re- realize, I, you know, I'm just really tired. And he's like, well, where are you coming from? <laughs> <laughs> you know why I pulled you over? Why? I could see your titty as you as you ran that red where light. Are you and I said, where are you coming from, girl? Oh, where are you coming from work? He's like, well, I'm going to let you off with a warning. I was like, okay. <laughs> see, I actually thought this, this story was going to end with you getting arrested for no. a reason. You're like, that actually happened to me once. Oh, so you did get arrested for I a I didn't reason. get arrested, no. Let's dive into that, shall we? I no. didn't get arrested, no, but I would let go. <laughs> Probably because of my cleavage. Because he saw your titty as you ran yeah. the red light, and he was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. So, my gosh. The cops. I, <laughs> hold on. Just as a side note, I, I love all police out there. I love all law enforcement. I will make fun of a law enforcement officer to his face any day, but at the same time, I'll also be the first one to shake his hand and tell him, hey, thank you for doing your job. You're doing a great job. Um, But, man, just cops, cops are funny to me. Like, not knowing them for years and now having a lot of friends that are in law enforcement mm-hmm. and getting to meet a lot of people that are in law enforcement, cops are, a, they're just a, it takes a unique person to be a law enforcement officer. Cause I think in the back of the day, it just used to be all high school dropouts and rednecks that just, you know, they, 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 yeah. peaked, they peaked when they were playing, uh, you know, outside line, second string outside linebacker for like Lake yeah. Tahoe high school or some shit. Yeah. And speaking of like, well, we're going to talk about getting friend zone later. But speaking of, I uh, I actually did a couple of exams and homework for somebody in like that was going to the police academy. How long ago was this? This was when I was in college. Okay, so again, we're talking old school cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking the, the new breed of cops because yeah. I know a lot of my a lot of my friends that who are in, in law enforcement or police officers. They have college degrees. They're yeah. getting masters. They are a different breed of people, and I don't mean breed like in a in a weird term. Like this is like more requirements. Exactly. I feel like the police officers nowadays are more refined. They're definitely more intelligent than the former police officers and they have a lot more of a world view but at the same time you got a lot of people just getting worse and worse behavior wise as adults mm-hmm. in, in common society we're seeing it all over yeah and it's driving and a lot of my friends who are in law enforcement tell me it's, it's like yo I, it's driving me nuts because i feel like i'm losing who i am dealing with some of the worst people in the world or at least the worst people in the area that we're in mm-hmm. and i'm losing some of my humanity because they're they're draining these people they're 
you know, so shout out to all the cops out there. I got I to gotta give love to you. Again, I'll make fun of you all day, you know, you donut-eating, bacon-smelling sons of guns, but I love you and I respect you and I honestly thank you for all the jobs you do and you got a tough job. You put up with, like, some of the worst fucking people in our society on a daily basis and sometimes you just put up with an old woman that's lonely and just wants a police officer to come by and keep her company. I mean, that happens too. I've heard yeah. stories about that. So thank you for all that you do, but going back to what I was saying earlier... <laughs> Um. Yeah, I could totally see getting getting uh, arrested, <laughs> arrested for, for that de- for indecent exposure by. That I mean, guy. if money's really tight, sometimes you got to do something, you know. Well, you did get a pedicure, uh, <laughs> which I did note, which I did not notice when you had to point that out to me. <laughs> and we did say you're going to start that OnlyFans for your feet, right? Yes. Awesome, awesome. So there's a second. Uh, I'm not going to like reveal my 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 screen name, so I won't be found. No, that's fine. But at least now we have a second stream of income for <laughs> the podcast. This is great. <laughs> we can afford more equipment because of my feet. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to start taking pictures of like my hairy knees. Do you think there's a? Uh, is there is there a niche out there for male hairy knees? You know what? Actually, there's probably a market for sweaty bottoms. Oh, I do have quite the rump roast. We know that. All right, so <laughs> so um, first impressions. Yeah. First impressions. Oh, um, you know, talking about when you meet a person the first time. We had this conversation earlier as to where I think men within. We were saying five minutes of within a man meeting a woman, they'll either, and we're going to go back to the friend zone later, they'll either know they want to try to pursue them or they want to put them in the friend zone. Yeah. And you said that to me. My comment to you was what? Women know whether or not they want to sleep with a man within Within, 30 seconds. Within 30 seconds. Now, and you agreed with me. You did agree with me. I did. Because, and the reason I said that was because I've heard that from more than like at least 10 women in my life. Mm-hmm. I've heard that come up, come up constantly in conversation. So, and I have a story about that before we get into your first person story. I have a story about that too. Um, granted, it's not like within that 30 second boundary, mm-hmm. but it's, it's within 30 seconds of a first date, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Because you know, your first impression meeting someone, whether or not you want to go out with them is a different first impression than when you actually sit with them on a date. Right. Right. Cause I you could be you. meeting them in a, like kind of like how we met. Correct. You know, we didn't really meet, like, properly meet. Yeah. We, we were in the same group of friends, and I, at the time, you had a girlfriend, and I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh. And we just started hanging out. And like, yeah. And like, like I said earlier, we were, you know, we were just in the same crowds, and hey, Val, hey, Rob. And yeah. it just, and we don't, because we don't even remember how we met. Actually, we just, we just I do met. not. It's it's because we just, we hung maybe around the our, same people. Maybe our friend knows how we met. Yeah, you know. It, it doesn't really matter. It's not. I would say in, in an aspect of, of our friendship this year, it, it, it's not how we met that's important. It's the shit that we've done over the years that's important. We've had oh, yes. a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun. You know, um, but that being said, uh, my first impression story is this. So I was 29 uh, and I think, uh, I think I've said this before on the podcast that we, um, or that I had taken a year off of my career and decided to move down to South Florida, go back into bartending, um, go back into serving which is something, I mean, I was still doing, I was moonlighting as during my career, but it was something that I really focused on. And so I moved down to South Florida and halfway through that year, I thought I was living the, like my best life. I was 29. I felt like I didn't have a responsibility in the world, but just to go to work and come home and pay my bills, which even working two different jobs, working two different serving slash bartending jobs, I still was blowing more money than I was saving or putting to my bills, which because I'm 29, I'm, I'm 
excuse my French. Nah, fuck it. It's my podcast. I'm a, I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> I was I was a fucking idiot. I was a numbskull at 29. Um, I, you know, we had talked about I had, I had, had that bad breakup. I tried to stay in Orlando for a year and it was just too much and I left. Um, so I was really trying to rediscover myself. And the worst thing you could do is lose yourself to rediscover yourself. And that's right. what I did at 29. And so this first impression story kind of goes along with that year. I, I thought I was okay. I thought I still looked good. Mind you, I had like gotten sloppy as shit. I had gained like 30 pounds. Um, and I wasn't in the best shape and I was smoking. I was like chain smoking all the time, like a pack a day at least, uh, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're, that is a lot when you're not smoking. Mm-hmm. Well, cause you know, I, I hear horror stories of like our parents, like people, our parents age or older going through mm-hmm. like two packs a day. And I'm like, how the fuck are they still alive? Yeah. And some of them still are. I'm like, they haven't smoked in years, but I'm like, how the hell are they still alive going mm-hmm. two packs a day? And here I was smoking a pack a day. And by the end of the, you know, by the end of my 29th year of age, I felt like I was 60 because of my lungs and how shitty I felt. Um, but anyway, so, you know, uh, but I thought I was hot shit. I still, um, no, I didn't have my hair. This is after I'd shaved my head. So I had shaved my head, but I was, um, you know, I, I, I thought I was, I thought I was doing well off. You know, I still making people smile every day. I had my one bedroom apartment on the beach, but I was, I was alone and I wanted to date. I had a lot of guy friends, but I did, um, I think I was serving on a table one evening and, um, met this young lady who I was serving with. We hit it off really well when I was serving. And um, she asked me to meet her up when I got off. And I said, sure. So she and her friends left. And again, that's your first impression. But I was working. It was my job. I was, you know, part of my job to be a server is to be charming. And, mm-hmm. you know, to to try to make the, the try to make patron enjoy themselves as much as possible. Right. Well, I mean, it, for me, it was more about the experience because the tip is going to be a part of the experience. If mm-hmm. they have a good experience, my tip is going to reflect that. Some yeah. people are just assholes. They just don't tip. And yeah. I get that. But for every asshole that doesn't tip, there's always a person whose experience you made wonderful that will go above and beyond and overtip you. And I've noticed that through years of, of working in, in the service industry. It was mm-hmm. really easy to just let the small shit go that of uh, like a, a 5% or 10% tip to let that go because I would get 30 to 35 to 40% tip sometimes. Right. Because of how, how excelled I was in my service. I was trying to take care of people. Anyway, that being said, so, you know, I gave them excellent service. Then after they left, I think we ended up getting slammed that night in the kitchen. I ended up getting into a fight with the kitchen people. I get in uh, kitchen staff. I got into a fight with like two other servers. I got into a fight with my manager. So when I left, I was heated mm-hmm. and she still wanted to meet up. And my dumb ass, because I was thinking with, you know, my little head instead of my big head, said, sure. Knowing I was heated, knowing that I um, probably mm-hmm. was not in the right mind frame to sit down and have a, a conversation with a person I'm just meeting, mm-hmm. right? So we get to a bar by my house. It's a it's a beach bar. Within 10 minutes, I had chugged three drinks and a shot. Wow. And she was still sitting on her first drink, and she was looking at me like I was nuts. And and I remember I, I kept seeing her look at me, and I thought everything... At first, I thought it was, everything was okay, but then I mm-hmm. kept seeing her looking down at the glass and looking at me and looking at the glass and looking at me, and I was like, is everything okay? And she goes, do you normally drink this often? And I said, no, no, no. I just had a bad day. Usually I just have a drink or two when I go out every night. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. And I could tell the rest of, we were together for another half an hour, 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. I could tell the rest of the evening was awkward. And yeah, it wasn't, it was like an awkward hug goodbye. And I never heard from her again. Well, correction. I didn't hear from her like the next day or the day after. And so I texted her and she goes, you know, 
her exact words were, I think you really left a bad first impression. I don't want to be with someone that drinks as much as you. I'm sorry. And to me, that was a shocker. I was like, I'm a, I'm not a drinker. Are you kidding me? Like, no, I know people that are, I'm like, I serve on the drinkers. I'm not a drinker. And then I realized I put myself in a situation where I made myself look like an alcoholic when Mm -hmm. I wasn't. I had given the first impression of that. I drown all of my problems in alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. And I will say that is the last time I've ever done that, ever put myself in that situation where now, if I've ever gone on a date in the past few years, I'll grab a drink and I will hold that drink and I will sip it. And I'll make sure that person finishes their drink before I do that wow. first drink. That's a lot of, I, only but you're because, not much of a drinker as it is now. Yeah, not now because I mean, I've matured and, and I, and alcohol just doesn't make me feel that way. But I know that part of the social, part of the social etiquette of going on a date mm-hmm. nowadays, you have a drink with your, right. you know, so I'll have, you know, old fashioned, maybe a tequila and Sprite, something, something nice easy something i can sip on something you will enjoy exactly not mm-hmm. something i'm gonna chug right um but that always left to me such guilt that my friends who know me the people who i work with know me they're like oh man she got totally the wrong first impression of you yeah she did but that was not her fault that was mine mm-hmm. i should have just said, hey, you know, maybe we could, I had a bad day at work. She probably understood the fact that, hey, I had a bad day at work after you left. My ship got crazy. I'm a little heated. I would love to hang out with you, but tonight's not the right night. Yeah, that would I have been. I probably would have had, you know, a better time. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And I think that happened to let me know you need to grow up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You need to wake the fuck up. And like I said, I was really depressed at the time. And that actually led more to my depression. I didn't really learn from that until a few weeks later when I kind of did more reflecting on it. And I thank God for the, the year I was 29 and what I went through because of all the reflection I've done since that time. Because that was like the lowest point in my life. So I I have to th- thank myself for my mistakes and at the same mm-hmm. time kick myself in the ass for making them, you know? Yeah, you have to forgive yourself for who you were at the time because you wouldn't be the person today if you didn't go through what you went through. But it was so bad on first impressions, I didn't even get friend zoned. <laughs> That's what's even worse. Like, she I wanted know. nothing to even do with me. Yeah, that happens sometimes. I mean, I've, I've, uh, like, I, I online dated quite a bit, and like, something, I mean, yeah, some things hurt my feelings. Like, I remember I went to a festival. I don't remember, it was like a. I think it was like a chili festival. They used to have them every year in the fall. And I used to go with my, my really good friends. And I remember I had I was talking to some guy from, I don't know, Match.com or something like that. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm here. You want to just like meet up real quick? I'm with friends, but it would be nice to see you in person. Because um, I, I guess he had told me he, would, he was going to be there. So when I saw him, he looked at me and he was like, he was turned off and this is going to be this is going to sound really awful on his part but then uh, I noticed that he distanced himself after a while and I was like hey what happened he's like you're you're a little bit bigger than I am accustomed to and like he was just not appreciative of my accustomed to yes wow yes so he hasn't been out in the real world that long he's (laughs) so so since his entire life this guy has literally been around Swedish stick figures Pretty much. Wow. Pretty much. Was he Swedish? I don't remember. I, know, I, I remember he was then of a, a Caucasian flavor. He's a dick. <laughs> so, yeah. 
that just reminded me of like that situation. But there's wow. a lot of situations where most people are like, oh, you're really cool. Or like, you're not like most people. Or like, you seem like you're very down to earth. Or like, I get that a lot. Um, but I'm usually the one kind of like, uh, sorry, dude. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was really good at dating, like really good. Like I would go on a first and second date and crush it. But then I was also, uh, I, I never let anybody in. What? Like I was never vulnerable enough to like actually commit. I would push them away. So so what you're saying is you, you friend zoned a lot of people or you put yourself in the friend zone? I friend zoned a lot of people, but at the same time, when I really liked somebody, I would get friend zoned. I just, but, but going, oh man, but going back to that first impression story from the guy, that's kind of, there's a lot of assholes in this world. Yeah. No, no. And, 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 um, and that's fine, which, which is a good segue to our next episode, which we'll talk about later on before we end. Um, cause we're definitely going to talk about how the, how the, there is no eh, guys are assholes. We're just going to say yeah, guys are assholes. I mean, right but now. what's a nice way to say like, you're not physically my type. I, that's kind of, you know, that, that's hard to say. Because, um, I mean, a girl would say. The, the best way to put it would be, you know, you're you're not normally. No, because in the, cause using the word that type of person, but I've had a woman say that to me. You're not the type of man I would normally date. So for me to say, but for almost for a man to say it to a woman, it's mm-hmm. almost more insulting. When a woman says it to a man, we're expected to take it. Like, okay. Like, but guys, we don't take it. We internalize it. And mm-hmm. We're like, we remember that shit. Mo- I mean, some guys are like, okay, I'm not the type. Oh, what the speaking fuck does of, that mean? Speaking of cops, so I dated this cop one time, okay. and he had got out like he had gotten out of a really bad relationship, and he got really into bodybuilding, really into bodybuilding. But it was because like his ex girlfriend had cheated on him with somebody that was like more muscular so he thought that in order to get her back he would have to get more muscular ah yeah so that, it does it does affect that definitely does affect yeah us. oh no it does and, and and you know we're held to a different standard in the fact that you know women are held to a standard like, like you were talking like this guy's first impression of you mm-hmm. you know he had a he had a he had the woman standard in his mind where women held to her standard of an hourglass figure certain certain characteristics mm-hmm. same thing women uh, from, from a guy's perspective we're a lot of us are being held to a standard of, hey, we have to look like Chris Helmsworth, or you know, we have to you know have a six pack and a, and a chest and yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, if I most like me a dad men, bod any day. I was gonna say if most men actually <laughs> knew, women just want a man who t- can take care of himself. Mm-hmm. That's at the end of the day, for the most part, you have your superficial women. Yeah, they want those six seven figure men, but most women just want a man who will take care of themselves and will not embarrass them too much there's a i mean men, a will, men will embarrass you regardless men are embarrass their, their wives and, and sometimes wives are going to be their guys are going to be embarrassed by their women and shit. yeah like, you know when when, when they, they get taken to baby showers and shit so <laughs> you know it's it's like we don't want to be there just, we have to wear pink or blue or some shit no or we're wearing these nice fluffy clothes on drink we're all yeah so oh my so th- gosh. there's going to be a little You've obviously never been to like a puerto rican baby shower uh, i have been actually okay then mm-hmm. I don't know why you have such a sour taste in your mouth. They're not all so bad. Um, well, I did hide in a quarter, and and I did uh, I did talk to most of the husbands there. So, um, 
I think it was a date. Yeah, it was a date at the party baby shower once. Dates to the baby shower? I was a date to the baby shower. Oh man. This is this is another No, no, I take that back. No, I was invited because I was actually a friend of the groom. Oh. I was a friend of the husband, oh. so that's why I was invited. Yes, I was. But it, but it was like the guys all separated, and they tried to get us to play the games, and like half the guys did who were actually married. And yeah, because like, the, the wives volunteered them. Pretty much. They were they were voluntold. <laughs> voluntold. They were voluntold. Right. Let's, let's keep it real. Um, but, okay, so, a ni- so going back to going full circle back to what mm-hmm. we're saying, a nice way. See, to me, I don't know. Uh, again... Within five minutes, we'll get to know whether we'll want to sleep with you or we'll want to put you in the friend zone. Or you want to date them. Or you want to date them, yeah. yeah. Um, well, actually, you know, I would say within 30 sec, no, within five seconds, a, guy's know, a guy knows whether or not he wants to sleep with a woman. It's because mm-hmm. we are we are just naturally physical creatures. Yeah. Like, you know, um, <laughs> the old school cartoons, the eyes pop out <laughs> and like, you know, the steam comes out of the ears and like, you know, your head gets huge and your body gets skinny behind you. And you're, ah! you know? um, except that. That doesn't happen in real life. Although if it did, I think women would totally get the sign. I mean, hey, we would we would totally know. Into you. We yeah. would know because guys are so weird. Guys are weird about <laughs> it too. Like when we're into a girl, we like, you know, be like, oh, I don't want to. I'm going to show this chick I like her. I'm going to be a dick, <laughs> and then she'll like me more. And it turns out it works for the most part. For the most part. For the most part, it works. Um, but I, I guess the best way to say that would be, you know, I normally don't don't date women like you. I have, a, you know, I, I date a different type of woman. But I'm really enjoying myself spending time. I, I would try to put a spin on it to where I wouldn't want to be a dick about it. Mm-hmm. But that all comes down to your personality. So his personality was just like, yeah, you're you're not a toothpick. So, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to hang out with you tonight. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's just a... Uh, th- just, there really is no easy way to mm-hmm. say that as a man. There isn't. It isn't. I, I mean, I believe everybody likes a different flavor of ice cream, right? So maybe I'm not your flavor. True. That's then that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, me and my sister look very different. We're very different people. A, a lot of the same men aren't going to go both after both of us. I was going to say the there's a difference between my brother and I for years. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother, we're built differently. Like he's he's a little shorter than me. And he's a little he's more lean. He's always been more lean than me, and I've always been more wide, more broad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, hell, we weighed about the same shit when I was like in ninth or 10th grade. We almost weighed the same because I was a chubbier kid. I was a bigger kid. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I would say the same thing. Like, my, But when you look at the, my brother and I's picture, we look the same in the face. Yeah. But our body type and our body types are both muscular, but we're totally two different muscular body types. He's a lean muscular and I'm like a thick, big muscular. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. So I, I could kind of see that as well, that there's, you have your, your differences there and you know, you're not always going to be, cause I know there are women that are attracted to my brother that aren't attracted to me. I know there are women that are attracted to me that aren't attracted to my brother. Um, so it, it, like you said, it does come down to the, the different, but, but still as, why did he agree to go out with you in the first place? You know? It, yeah. Like do, it's not, it's not like, to me, I, that doesn't make sense. I never, like I never, um, catfished anybody like yeah. a photo people would say like my photos look di- like i look different in every photo i don't think so i've seen you in photos i think you look the same but yeah like i i don't i never like deliberately like catfish somebody maybe like take a picture from a higher angle or something like that you're not a catfishing person no i'm not so for me it was i was kind of like turned off by that but also i already had at the t- well at the time i had a lot of like low self-esteem in my image anyway mm-hmm. so it didn't help 
You know, I was like, oh, I'll never find a husband because I'm not skinny enough. Now, now, what was your first impression of this guy? Um, I thought he was cute. Like, I was, I, I just like, oh, you know, this guy I've been talking to. I, I, I was really bad at like really grasping if I really liked him because I, I was dating so much. Mm. You know, so it was not. That was in like your heavy dating phase where you were like kind of talking to a bunch of different people. Yeah, I was talking to like five guys at a time. Um, and I kept all the story straight. I'm very impressed with myself. But yeah, like I didn't, I didn't, unless there was like some sort of like next step, then I didn't think anything of it. Five, God. I can't, I can't remember. The, I, I think the most I ever juggled was three and that was a hand. Oh my gosh. I was five. I was like, wow. And when one dropped out, I just got a new one and just like kept them in the rotation. Yeah, like, I, I, again, I'm, dating, for me, dating three women at one time was hard. Yeah. And granted, yeah, like, like, I think I always kept my number at three because I don't think I could ever, when I was in a heavy dating phase, I don't think I could handle more than three women that I was dating. That's why, I mean, five was my number. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot to handle, but I get, well, from a woman's perspective, I guess it's a little different, but I mean, it's just a lot to handle, I think. Yeah. I just remember like always being occupied, like always being like always texting, messaging, just always like always being occupied. But it wasn't like I was seriously dating any of them. Like we probably hadn't met yet or yeah, we probably hadn't met yet. So we are we are kind of getting a little off topic. Yeah, we are. Let's kind of let's kind of refocus here. But (laughs) but this kind of goes along. I'm going to kind of segue into what you're saying. Yeah. Um. So friend zoning. So yes. let's talk about again dating and getting put in the friend zone because I got a, I, I got a handful, but I think you, you said to me earlier you have quite a bit of um, experience experience with that? in this area. Yes. Yes. So I don't know what it was to be honest with you, but I'm just gonna. So uh, the biggest story I have two big stories. Okay. And I'm still friends with these guys to these to this day, which is. Super friend zone. Super friend zone. And I would never think about dating them ever at this so, point. So not only have they friend zoned you, at this point, it is friend zone equality. Friend zone equality. Like no Tenfold. interest whatsoever. So Equal zonage. My uh my best guy friend. I and he will he will he rubs this in my face all the time. So I was uh, I was living off campus my freshman year. Um, because when I finally got accepted, um, the only, (laughs) the only, um, dorms that were available had no air conditioning. So I opted to move into this apartment where you pay for your room, whatever. And anyway, so in Gainesville, you get to ride the bus for free. Like camping, uh, parking on campus is like impossible. So I would take the bus every day. If you're a student, you ride the bus for free. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a student, ride the bus for free. So, I'm sure. I'm sure the UF campus pays the local transportation a fee oh, yeah. because of that. That's, oh that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome, actually. That's 100. So I remember getting on the bus one day, and it was like nighttime. I think I had like a night class or something like that. Headed to class, I saw this guy wearing a suit, and I found him attractive. So I sh- I shot my shot. Shoot my! I shooted my shot. I shot my shot. You took your shot. I took my shot. I shotted my shot. <laughs> I shatted my shot. I shot my shot. And I was like, you know, where are you going? What are you up to? And he's like, oh, I'm going to this organization, uh, this organization meeting that I'm holding. And um, it's, it's an, int- like, it was like their, I guess the, anyway, the way his organization worked, they have to have an interest group that could be like a, 
organization that can have men and women apparently before their actual group is instituted. It was like a, it was a, it was a co-ed group. Yeah. Okay. It was a co-ed group. So co-ed co collegiate yeah. organization. I think that was what it was. So then I saw him again at some uh, some event with all the organizations on campus. I was like, hey, you're my neighbor. You know, let's whatever. Let's like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm having a meeting for this co-ed group. I was like, okay, I'll join your meeting. So then I ended up going going to the meeting. Then I found out he was dating somebody. And then, like, for whatever reason, I, w I had a car, and I just became the chauffeur of his organization. Oh, my God. So I was so friend-zoned so fast. That... <laughs> And I have so many stories about them borrowing my car. Like there was one time they borrowed my car. They filled up water balloons and put it in the trunk of my car. Oh my God. And how many of them burst? My car was flooded when I got it back. And I went on vacation for something. I forgot what it was. I think I went to Puerto Rico. Came back. Car was flooded. Jesus. They're like, well, we wanted to fill the balloons. Fucking <laughs> stupid college kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's just uh, dumb college kids. I can't fucking believe they did that. Yeah. That's just stupid. Um, well, I have uh, I have one from high school mm -hmm. before I even knew what the friend zone was. Mm -hmm. um, I I was a very 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 good Catholic boy. I say very four times because first of all, we know four is my favorite number, but second, <laughs> I was that very good Catholic boy. Um, I was a nuisance as a you know as a child, and then you know, moved in with my dad. And uh, my dad straightened me out, and I, and I started going to church, and I was very involved. And um, there was this girl. We'll, um, let me think of a name for her because I don't want to. I don't want to call her by her real name. Um, we'll call her Gina. Okay. Okay, Gina. All right, Gina. That's that's kind of far enough away from her name, but close enough to her name that I could that I could remember it to keep saying it over and over again. Mm -hmm. So this this young lady, Gina. Um. She was a year behind me in school, in high school. And so I had already been, it was my sophomore year. I already been involved in my church for like two years. And they started this thing called Life Teen at my church my freshman year. Mm -hmm. And so I was an usher. I was taking people back and forth to their seats during our mass. And um, I remember those kids. Oh, yeah. Like, I, 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 my freshman, my boyfriend, my freshman year of high school was one. Yeah, it, it was a great, honestly, it, for for being a teenager in high school at the time, I think it was a great program. Mm -hmm. um, it kept a lot of us doing good things. We it, it 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 gave us a good sense of right and wrong. And as much as I'm not a religious person now, I am very happy. Like I said, that religion was in my life, and I, we've had this conversation. I'm very happy that religion was in my life because it gave me a good foundation of right and wrong. That being said, um, so she joined Life Teen. My tenth grade year was her ninth grade year, and. We were both Italian, and so that was there was kind of a, a foundation there. So we hit it off, and I thought she was cool. Mm -hmm. I thought she was really cool, but she like would always be around me at, during church. She became an usher because I was an usher, and uh, and yes. she would always sit sit by me or near me because uh, after mass we had um, like the like all the teenagers would go to our uh, not vestibule like our little. Um, Oh my, this is just like reminding me of how dumb I was back then. But continue. Uh, what, what was it called? Like our rec not our rectory, but you know where, where everybody would go afterwards. Like you mm -hmm. know, the Catholic Church has one of those buildings where everybody goes, and we'd all meet in there for like two hours, 
after the mass. The mass went at six thirty. Have pastries. Stuff. Well, we would we would talk more about like what the sermon was about that day, mm-hmm. like what, what the word of God was. We do activities, mm-hmm. and it was a way for teens from different high schools that went to that church to get to know each other. And I made a lot of good friends. Um, matter of fact, I'm gonna I need to mention this too. I met my high school sweetheart through Life Teen. Mm-hmm. I was in love with this girl, absolutely fucking in love with this girl. Um. And that goes into her friend zoning me because she friend zoned me <laughs> my junior year after I had friend zoned Gina probably about the same time. Because um, I noticed that Gina was asking me, you know, would you like to go out sometime? Would you like to? And people at, at church were like, yo, she really likes you. I mean, like, she talks about you all the time. Like, she really likes you. She invited me to her birthday party. Her parents were really sweet. I think her parents even knew she liked me because her mm-hmm. parents treated me like gold. And her parents were Italian too. They knew it was Italian. So they were like, oh, Italian connection. How you doing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I, I just kept her at arm's length and she would always like get me things. I'm like, oh, it's, yeah, it's great. And I knew she liked me and I never gave her the time of day because I just didn't. You didn't see her that way. I didn't see her that way, but I wasn't going to stop hanging out with her. I wasn't going to stop being nice to her because she was an awesome person. And I, th- I felt that she deserved to be treated you know, with respect, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to disrespect her, but at the same time, I wasn't going to date her. Um, and I guess she was going through an ugly duckling phase because as she got older, yeah, she definitely blossomed. She mm-hmm. became more beautiful. But even to this day, like, um, I still don't see her that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, man, she looks really good now. I mean, she looked really good then. But I mean, she's really, really good now. Mm-hmm. But I'm still not. In, in any way attracted to her in the relationship sense or in, in the romantic sense. Um, so I friend zoned a person without knowing I friend zoned, not even knowing what a friend zone was because this whole term came to me in college after I had been friend zoned a few times. But the first time I was quote unquote friend zoned was in high school by another girl who was my high school sweetheart. I was friend zoned by her because she knew I liked my high school sweetheart. So she friend zoned me on purpose and dated bad boys. Oh, yeah. Um, but she did like me. But she friends with me on purpose because she wanted me kind of to be there. Oh, I see. In case. Oh, she put you on the bench. She put me on the bench. Um, and my high school sweetheart who I was going after, like I said, friends on me for like a year and a half about. And then my senior year, I finally did go out with her. We started dating. And uh, we dated for six months. And she friend zoned me during prom. No way. Fuck yeah. I invited her to my prom. She invited me to her prom because we went to two different high schools. We had all the plans ready to go to her prom. Her prom was a week before my prom. Well, I want to say a week and a half before her prom, she calls me up and she goes, Hey, listen, a friend of mine doesn't have a date to prom and I kind of feel bad and I really want to take him to our prom because he doesn't have a date. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. To me, it made zero sense. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't you just invite him to come with us? Oh, no, but, you know, he, he needs a date. Yeah, okay. And, and I remember getting off that conversation. And, of course, you know, me being the, the naive 17-year-old that was completely in love with this person, I right. agreed. I got off the phone, and my dad was like, you sucker. <laughs> you are such Your a... Your dad like, you was are, listening to the whole conversation. Oh, no, my, 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 well, I mean, this is back when you had one line. Oh, I see, I see, I see. But, I it, see, wasn't, see. but it wasn't like he was listening to the conversation, but he kind of... he Once I got off the phone, who my stepmother like, what was that about? You know, and, I, and I told him, I was like, yeah, 
so-and-so, I'm not going to say her name, but so-and-so told me she wants to take a friend to her prom, so she's taking her friend instead of me. And my dad was like, you sucker. You are such a chump. And I was like, what are you talking about, dad? He's like, are you kidding me? It's like, drop her right now. Don't even take her to your prom. I'm like, no, dad, I can't do that. No, seriously, find another date. What are you doing? Like, I, I swear to God, my father... And dad, hopefully, if if you're listening, I know we're not talking right now, but if you do listen to this one day, I want you to know, yes, you were fucking right. You, <laughs> excuse my French, dad, I know you're going to hate me cursing, but you were 100% right. Dad was right. There's so much good advice my father gave me when I was younger when it came to women that I just didn't listen to because I was thinking too much with my overly emotional head yeah. and my overly open heart than I was with my actual brain. So, you know, me thinking, oh, it's it's fine. No, it's okay. So, yeah, we end up going to prom. We had a great time at prom. Mm-hmm. She friendzoned me after prom. She decided to, like, not, like, hang out with me. We, we, we all went back to the same house. She decided to not hang out with me. She just hang out with, with all of our friends that I brought her. She had you wrapped around her finger. Oh, my God, it was bad. Like, she would barely kiss me after prom. Nothing, right? And we dated for a little bit longer. And then I just, I... It hurt me so much what had happened and it finally ate away at me and I knew we were both going off to college, mm-hmm. which we were going to the same college. We we're both going to UCF, so it didn't matter. But at the same token, you know, I think we were both like, we're going to go to college. We're going to meet people. We kind of had that conversation and I was kind of distraught still from prom. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was pretty much done at this point. Um, wow. It just like reminds me of like other stories because I was, I was that girl. That would do favors for guys. Well, I thought I was done. I wasn't yet, though. Oh, no. There's no, more. Yeah, there's more. Oh, no, there's oh more. man. So, get to freshman year of college. So, it's like four or five months later, we end up bumping into each other. Eh, like two months later, we end up bumping into each other after we have orientation and everything. So, she's like, hey, uh, I, I'm i living with these two girls. Um, we're going to go out sometime. I'd love to hook you up with one of my roommates. Mind you, I still kind of had feelings for her. But at the same time, I knew it was time to move on. So I was like, sure, okay. She's And so, and the one roommate she hooked with was like a prom queen, a homecoming queen down in Miami. Gorgeous mm-hmm. Cuban girl, beautiful girl. Um, and then she had another roommate who was still pretty, but not like the homecoming queen. Well, mm-hmm. me and her other roommate ended up hitting it off. And I ended up like, not that night, but I ended up dating her other roommate for a little bit. But, you know, that fizzled out because, you know, you're a freshman in, high, in college. You know, it's like one of those first relationships yeah. you have. But here's the shit kicker of the whole thing. That night, after we'd all went out, we'd all went to clubbing. We had a great time. You know, me and her one roommate didn't hit it off, but we, we didn't hit it off as like that. But mm-hmm. we still had a great time. We still mm-hmm. talked a lot. We were cool with each other. So it wasn't like awkward at all. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't. We, we still had a great time. Well, my buddy, I brought back because I brought a buddy, just one guy. With, I had two guys lined up to come with me to kind of balance it out three and three. Mm-hmm. One of them canceled last minute. So it was just me and one other buddy. Well, we ended up crashing at that their apartment. We were going to sleep on the couch, right? So I ended up sleeping on one couch. They had two couches. I ended up sleeping on one couch. And my ex and my buddy, I guess, were still awake when I fell asleep. They ended up making out and almost having sex on the couch next to me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I come and I find this out. That was a Saturday night. Tuesday or Wednesday, the guy came to me. He goes, bud, I'm so sorry. I got to tell you this. I said, what's going on? He goes, it's eating me alive. And this is why I knew that this guy was a good dude, because he told me. He didn't wait till I found out. He said, listen, um, you know, I hope you're not mad at me. After we went out, 
you know, your ex and I were sitting on the couch, you know, you're falling asleep. She kind of came on to me. We started making out. You know, we almost we almost did it, but you know, I stopped. You know, because I felt it was disrespectful. You were like right there, and I said, "But I have way more respect for you now, mm-hmm. and I have way less respect for her mm-hmm. because the simple fact of the matter is, she knows that we used to date. How I felt about her all throughout high school, mm-hmm. and I'm right there on the couch next to you, and she's going to do that. No, you dude, you're great in my book. So that was one of my worst friend zone experiences because like we dated and then I got put back in a friend zone and then I tried so hard throughout college not to be placed in that I was placing it quite a few more times because mm-hmm. we were talking and then you're probably going to bring this up later but we were talking about how you get put in the friend zone is when you try I think you said this earlier you try too hard sometimes yeah and I think I was trying too hard mm-hmm. after that and I got friend zone a few more times in college but nothing so memorable as that you know yeah because I was somebody that you were in love with oh yeah like that was like my first love. Yeah. This is like, it reminds me of like when I was in middle school, I had a crush on this guy. I was like obsessed with him and I wanted to be friends with him and get to know him. And um, I actually did his homework like once or twice because I was, I was in gifted classes and I was smart and I did his homework. One day he asked me, Hey, do you mind giving this note to this other girl? I really like her. And I was like so heartbroken at that time. But I I mean, when I was in middle school, I was definitely like an ugly duckling for sure. Oh, wait, wait, this is middle school. Yeah, this is middle school. People get friend zoned a lot in middle school. Yeah, I was definitely friend zoned. And and also I remember having a crush on this other guy. And kind of like when you were saying like she was an usher, you were an usher. Like we had the same like white polo shirt for whatever reason. And I would like the days that both of us wore it on the same time. I was like, we're meant to be like, like this like whole magical thing in my head that All didn't this, even exist. When you're a kid, you think coincidence is, is um, destiny. Exactly. <laughs> it's serendipity. Oh my gosh. I know it. the same polo. I knew it. We're meant to be forever. He truly loves me <laughs> for who I am. <laughs> It's so weird. I think he always knew that about me. And like, even when I saw him a few years ago, he kind of kept his distance. But I was there with my ex-husband. And so I was like, I'm not interested, bro. Yeah, bro. It's like, bro, <laughs> this, like, that was like years and years ago. This ain't sixth grade anymore, bro. And as a matter of fact, I, I would prefer your brother over you. Wow. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I'm going to hold my, I'm going to hold my tongue to that because I know brothers, I know brothers to where girls have dated one and been like i wish i would have dated the other yeah. i've heard that before yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna hold my comments on that because some of those brothers might actually be yeah. i'm not talking about my like fraternity brothers but some of those brothers might be listening so i mean yeah I, it's happened to me well m- my sister and i have dated this like i would date somebody and then she would date them after me or something like that like that has happened before but yeah, whatever. Well, the whole thing—the whole thing I learned about um, friend zoning is, you know, the whole idiom of "nice guys finish last." Yeah, that's true. I've learned that, but I've also learned that LTFZs, long-term friend zoning, can actually lead to relationships. Though you've, you've seen, we've seen that. We know yes, people like that that's too. That's true. That's um, true. And I have kind of like a spin on the the old school idiom: "nice guys finish last" mm-hmm. until the girls have had their run through the bad boys. Yeah, you know what? I can I can understand that. I can understand that. as a girl that has had plenty of bad boys, I can see that happening. Yeah. I think like at the same time it comes with a lot of healing too. 
Like, why are you looking for, like, what do these guys do for you? Like that bring up like triggers from your childhood that you're so much attached to mm -hmm. that keep you going back to these guys. Yeah, some of it is like is, is an excitement factor. Maybe sometimes it's a control factor where it's yeah. like Stockholm syndrome ish kind of where, you know, he tells you what to do and you're like, oh, okay, I'll do it because he likes me. Yeah, you pretty know, much. And then like you're that. insecure enough to be like, oh, he like, he's asking me to do this because he likes me. Yeah. And then, or, or even same way from a guy like, oh, she, she, she's asking me to do this or she needs a ride here because, you know, she, she trusts me and, mm -hmm. you know, eventually this will lead to something. And that happened to me a lot in college too, where I got, I got taken advantage of for, even though I didn't have a car, I'd find rides for people or I would bring stuff to people that they needed, even though I didn't have a car to figure out how to get it to them. Like, because people knew I was like that dependable guy that, hey, you could call on. Now, granted, I wasn't dependable for work because I didn't have a car. So, I right. figure, but if somebody <laughs> called me, I would like drop up a hat and figure out a way to get to them. Yeah, know? I became I, I became a chauffeur of an organization at one point for the longest time. That it was, sucks. <laughs> it was so weird. I mean, but they they became super protective of me in in a, a very cock blocky way. But that's in, <laughs> that's neither here nor like, there. <laughs> we can't be with you, but nobody can be with you. <laughs> exactly. Even yeah. his like really good friend, he's like, you can't date her. Don't break her heart. I'll hurt you. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just so the the other the other friend zone story I have would uh, actually let me ask a question first. Go ahead. If are you friend zoned if you hook up with a person on occasion, but like never a relationship? I want to say, I want to say that is. Isn't that more like a chick on the side? Yeah, I get. I guess because, like this person I'm thinking about in particular, like we. You're friends, but but you would hook up. Yeah. But it but you never showed like an outward romantic display when you were out. But we wouldn't hook up all the time either. Like sometimes we would just literally just talk, and hang out, and it'd be like. A handful of occasions where where he was so drunk that it happened. Or I would say I would say, yeah, you were friend zoned, but you were like a friend zone slash that became a situationship. A, a situationship. <laughs> but then it kind of it, that that's yeah. I guess there's I guess what we're finding out as we're talking here there's, there's levels to friend zoning, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, because this particular person, like, I've explicitly told him I had a crush on him. Can there be a friend zone with sex? I always feel like he ignored me when I said it. Or, like, didn't hear me. Or had selective hearing. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. Because I know, I remember explicitly saying it multiple times. Mm. But yet, never dated me. I knew it wasn't, because he would compliment the way that I looked. Um, We would talk on the phone for hours. And... He would never pursue me. So it was just very strange. What uh, do you know the outcome of this gentleman? What's going on with him? Yeah, yeah, we, I still we're still friends. Okay. Um. Yeah. He he's come out of a relationship. He has two kids. Oh, so he's like freshly divorced too. Uh, they never got married. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I have no interest in him. No, I'm not saying that. Moment. It was just one of those things where I'm like, you know, so what? Like, where did he go from? He dated somebody that doesn't look that much different than me. Wow. Okay. Well, but much younger. That's pretty much the difference. So then, 
maybe the the friendship with him or maybe excuse me the friendship with you was so important to him that breaking out of that would have just killed everything yeah i could see that or like i also find out maybe i can come off as intimidating oh yeah because i like i I have it together i I, I could get that i I went uh, i don't want to speak for all men out there but Mm -hmm. a woman who is extremely put together sometimes does intimidate a guy because it makes us kind of sit back and say okay she's all put together are we all put together? Like I don't our, think anybody's put together. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm, but then again, what is your definition of put together? It's, it varies by everyone. Yeah, I think like paying your bills on time, being financially responsible. Oh, adulting. Adulting. Adulting sucks. As long as you can adult, know that it sucks, but get it done. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And the, the like, kind of like going off of that realm, like I have the tendency to make... I've had a lot of guy friends in my life, uh, not especially in my in college, because women tend to be like very catty, or they would stab me in the back, mm-hmm. or something like would, would happen. And I was just in men, even though like maybe half of them wanted to sleep with me, I don't know. But at the end of the day, like I felt safer around men. Yes. Um, until like until my twenties, when I met my best friend. That's when everything changed because she and that group of women are like, they're more confident um, in, them, in themselves and in the partnership. They're not trying to outdo each other. They're trying to help each other out. Right. Exactly. They're, they're, um, that, and there's definitely a, a wonderful class of women out there that do that. They, yeah. that support each other that like Leslie Nope, <laughs> like, like our good buddy, was, Leslie Nope. I want to be Parks best friends with Leslie Nope. I think we all want to be, <laughs> hell, I want to be best friends with Leslie Nope. I think she put a smile on anybody's face. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's, there's a, there's a, a very classy group of women out there mm-hmm. that just really want to help women out and respect each other. And don't, you know, instead of being catty and talking behind their backs, say, Hey, listen, you know, they, they without approaching a woman in a way that seems catty or seems judgmental mm-hmm. helps a, another woman out become better. Yeah. You know, they, I know as from a guy's perspective, I've had guys do that to me because I've had the same thing. You know, guys can say one thing to each other. Well, going back to a, a, a story of where I've told a guy I've liked a girl and he made it his point to go after her just to spite me, just mm-hmm. to show me he could. And this was one of my buddies, I thought. Yeah. And the funny thing is, nowadays, we actually are still friends because he's apologized about that. Like he, he, he was a man. A couple of years later, he admitted. He's like, dude, I was wrong. And that I was I was an asshole. Mm-hmm. And it was very wrong of me. I just wanted to see if I could do it. And, you know, that was very mature. And we have a great friendship now because he realized his wrongdoings, you know, when he was younger. But at the time, it was like, you know, that guys do that. That's a dick move that he did. He, yeah. he did that on purpose. So where now... It's, it's the flip. We've actually done things to help each other out in our lives. Like he, on the flip side, after that happened, this happened when we were in college. This is like, you know, 2004, 2005. Um, on the flip side, years later, he helped me meet people. He helped me get involved with like, you know, meet, meet girls and try to help me establish relationships with them. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, so in the long run, that kind of turned around. Now I can understand with women, that may be a little bit more difficult, I think, because I think, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be... I'm not trying to put all women in the category, but I think with women, it's a lot easier to be slighted or to feel slighted by other women than for men to feel slighted. Because men will get over it eventually. 
they just won't trust the other guy. They won't be around the other guy. But, you know, they won't. If, if, if you're a good guy and you know another guy slighted you, eventually you'll just, just don't hang out with that dude anymore. Yeah. You'll see him. You'll be like, yeah, what's up, bro? bro? But that's about it. Like, it's you don't. It, 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 it's going to cause me more pain and more energy and more anger and just more bad juju mm-hmm. to, to try to address a situation where I know I'm going to become a lesser person by either fighting or arguing with somebody over stupid shit. I'd rather just be the bigger man and be like, yep, that person ain't going to be in my life anymore. You know, and I know I can't trust that person. I'm not mm-hmm. going to hang out with them. I'd rather hang out with these other people. So from a guy's perspective, we just cut those guys out of our lives and you know, half the time it's like we don't want to talk about them because it, they, we, don't, we don't give a shit about it. Like yeah. I, they, they ain't worth my time to talk about. I think like also as I've gotten older, I'm better at reading people quicker. So when I when I feel like I'm still like I'm still going to be very nice to you. I'm still going to be very polite to you regardless. But I'm going to keep you at arm's length if I feel like a red flag. Correct. So it's not like I don't want to hang out with you or spend time with you or whatever. I'm just not going to like open myself up to you and like one hang it takes me a long time to and I'm one of my really good friends from my last job will tell you this like she pursued me for like a good a woman pursued you like pursued me like in a friendship way oh okay like for like three months I was like oh my god girl let's hang out I really want to be your friend and I'm like I don't have time on my calendar and like it was just like one month at a time as a one like once a month and then next thing you know, I was hanging out with her uh, twice a month. And she's like, I finally wore you down where we're talking every day. Oh, my God. <laughs> She'll tell you. <laughs> I knew. I knew I would brasso through that armor. <laughs> but it's because I've, I've, I'm older and I'm like, I really don't have the time or energy for, <laughs> for these new relationships. It's a lot of work. Um. I agree because, you know, I I started at a new position this year Mm -hmm. and I do want to make new work friends. I definitely do. Um, But, you know, it's just um, I'm at the point in my life where I have so many friends that I can't build extra. So modest. No, no, no. no, no, Okay, let me rephrase that. (laughs) I I have so many friends, close friends from years. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like my friend plate is filled up and... Like a lot of new people at work want to hang out with me, and I definitely want to hang out with them because they're great people. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, but I have my other friends. You, you, you have so much of yourself, you can't spread yourself so thin. Right, exactly. So you got to kind of pick and choose. But the great thing about getting older is too is that everybody has a schedule now, mm-hmm. so you can build in time to get to know people. But like at my age, for a person to really become a good friend to me, a true friend. It's it's time and effort, and it's getting to know a person from a different light. Like my friends now that I'm going to build in my 40s are di- going to be different than the friends I built in my 20s because oh, the yeah. friends I built in my 20s, we have a shared, um, we have a lot of shared camaraderie from what we went through, and we just kept that going. But now the friends that I'm going to build in my 40s are going to be people that I'm going to want to be around to develop me as an adult. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, everything's different when you're in your 40s. This is true. But I, I'm more apt to friend zone. Going uh, going back to my job, mm-hmm. I'm in a highly, a highly female-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. And with my personality, 
talking about friend zoning nowadays, so we're going to kind of, I guess we'll kind of tail off with this. Um, I have to friend zone people because I have to be nice in my job. And sometimes that's taken as flirtatious or that's taken as I like a person. Mm-hmm. And I have to learn now just because my personality is overly welcoming, overly charming at times. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying, I'm trying to be modest, but you know, but like, but like I, I try to be very accommodating to people. Yeah. And some people find that charming and they, and they like, Oh, okay. You know, I really like this guy. Let's see what else we can get from mm-hmm. him. Not get, get from him, but you know, let's see what else I can do. And you know, I have to put people in a friend zone. I have to put people at arm's length now because I have so many things going on in my life mm-hmm. that for me to include you, it's got to either kind of fit in or it's not, you know? Yeah. I hate to say that, but I'm at the point in my life where I, I'm not trying to not be nice about it, but I got to be real about it. Yeah. It kind of, so this like transition from being married to being single has been very interesting because like I wasn't actively pursuing anything mm-hmm. with anybody, but like there was, I met somebody through a friend of mine and we ended up, we ended up having a really good conversation talking. I wasn't physically attracted to him. But I enjoyed talking to him. So um, there was just a point where he then started to ask me out. Like He's like, when can I take you to dinner? When can I take you to the movies? And the nicest thing for me to say is like, I'm not ready to date right now. Uh-huh. So I kind of like pulled myself out of that. But I totally friend zoned him. Because when I see him, like he's, he's a nice person. I just don't find him that way. And it was so weird that when I'm not like actively pursuing or if I'm not like looking like this, these opportunities just come up for some odd reason, the way you describe it, I feel like I know who this person is. Uh, maybe I, I don't think you do. Okay. No, then, then I'm thinking a completely different person, but you're probably right about that person too. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> then you do know who I'm talking about. I do, but that was a, that's a different scenario. That's it. Cause the person who we saw the other week, Oh, I think we need to talk about this. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> on that note. Um, so I guess we we wanted to kind of get into friend zoning and we ended up kind of going off a lot of tangents on this yeah. one. So <laughs> what we're finding out more and more as we're doing this, we, we end up getting off on tangents. We're probably going to end up having another podcast about friend zoning, but we got to bring more people in too because oh, we're yeah. just talking about our experiences. But uh, if you have any friend zone experiences you want to share, like, comment, subscribe, and um, we'd love to hear about yours. We'd like to share. Maybe, maybe you got one you want to send to us. We'd like to, yeah, you like can, to share online. You can find us on Instagram on Casual Conversations Podcast. Feel free to send a message there, mm-hmm. and we would love to hear your stories. We want to start hearing back from people because we mm-hmm. definitely, uh, since these are, um, we're just starting off with some of our newer shows. The more feedback we get, we definitely want to bring in the feedback from mm-hmm. y'all. We, we, you know, we have some. If y'all have some crazy stories you want to share without using names, we want to put those on too. We want to get some of y'all out there. Yeah, that'd be great. So they can. Uh, so it's, it, we're not the only ones that, uh, that are <laughs> exposing ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> not just that. I mean, so, so, that, so that way we know that we're somewhat sane in the things that we've gone through. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, again, like, comment, subscribe. Do you have anything you want to say about before we close it off? No, I'm good. All right. Well, peace out, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.